Welcome to Go Behind the Ballot, a podcast where two Texas moms go on an educational quest to demystify Texas politics. Join me, Nicole Abshire, and my co-host, Claire Campos O'Neill, as we deep dive into the most burning issues, hear stories from candidates, and offer hope in these challenging political times. Let's saddle up and go behind the ballot. I want to take you now to Memphis, Tennessee, where Shelby County commissioners have just voted on whether to reinstate Representative Justin Pearson to the state legislature. He's one of the two state lawmakers who were expelled from Tennessee's House of Representatives for taking part in a gun reform protest on the chamber floor, and he has just been reinstated to his seat representing the people of Shelby County there by the county commissioners who have that authority under law. We're going to listen now to, once again, State Representative Justin Pearson. Reducing the age from 21 to 18, saying that to, to fix school shooting just on teachers. We got a problem in Nashville, and it's called a, a, a promise that they're holding on to with this status quo. Because yeah. their allegiance is to the way that things are. Yeah. Their allegiance is to business as usual. Uh-huh. Their allegiance is to the National Rifle Association. Uh-huh. Their allegiance is to the Tennessee Firearms Association. Hey, y'all. It's Nicole from Go Behind the Ballot. You have found the right podcast. I started things off a little bit differently today. First of all, let me prepare you that um, it will just be me. Claire could not join this time around, and we are a team. So when one of us is not available, the other one tries to come on in and, you know, keep things going. So it is just going to be me, Nicole, in your ears on this Thursday. Um, So yes, I started things off a little bit differently. I wanted you to hear the voice of Justin Pearson to get us started as we talk about what in the heck is happening in Tennessee and discuss whether or not that means anything for Texas. 
Um, I want to say a few things before we get started. Number one is prepare yourselves. We have some really good things coming, some really big changes. And I know that's really mysterious and I do want to leave it that way. I kind of want it to be a tease so that you keep coming back to find out what this new change is going to be. But I promise you it will not disappoint and it really is big. Um, what I will say is that we have some really cool collaborations coming up, some new projects, but the heart of what we do will remain the same. We are still fighters for democracy, believers in democracy, and really with a heart for educating, uh, making sure that we all understand what the this government is supposed to do and really helping, we hope, to build engagement and an energy for holding our lawmakers accountable. Um, so tune in, stay tuned. I promise more and more information will dribble out as the weeks go on. Um, before we get any more started, I also want to remind you of the ways that you can support if you are so inclined. We love it when people leave a rating and a review. It really helps us to get noticed on these podcast platforms. Uh, tell a friend. That would be really amazing if you would share our podcast with them. If you have a few extra pennies and feel like sharing, you can always make a donation. There is a link in the episode description to make that super easy for you. Um, and then also, there's a final way. Oh, I know what it is. I was going to have to look at my cheat sheet, but nope, I remember. You can also sign up for our newsletter. Go to our website, sign up for our newsletter. There's also a link in the description, and that will always give you the latest of what is going on with us, and it introduces you to our guest when we have guests each week, and it also gives you Claire's and my hot takes. So, okay, so guys, things are going to be a little bit different this week, today, I should say. And as you may have noticed from the episode title, we are going to be talking about what the heck is happening in Tennessee. So I want to give you a general overview of what we're going to do during this episode. Uh, first of all, we're just going to do a really basic, who are the Tennessee three and what happened? We're going to move on to talking about what does this mean for democracy? Next, I want us to talk about, does this mean anything for Texas? And if so, what? What does that mean? I'm going to give you my hot takes, and then I'm going to let the final words be those of Justin Jones, one of the Tennessee Three, who's a representative from Nashville specifically, but um, representative from Tennessee. So let's start with that timeline of events, right? So um, as you are probably aware, on March 28th, there was a school shooting at the Covenant School in Nashville. It's a small private school. Six people were killed. Uh, three of them were adults who worked at the school and three of them were students, nine-year-olds. Um, I, as we all know, you know, these horrific shootings rock communities. And of course, Nashville is no different. The state of Tennessee was no different at the nation, right? We were all rocked by yet another terrifically tragic school shooting. And so what happened in Tennessee is that there was this incredible youth-led movement. They came into the capital there in Nashville. They really took over and they made it really hard, frankly, for their representatives to do business and especially to do business as usual. And so then what transpired is that this Tennessee 3 
became great allies with that youth movement. And let me go ahead and also name who the Tennessee Three is, and that is Gloria Johnson, who is a representative. That is Representative Justin Jones and Representative Justin Pearson. And they went um, on the floor of the assembly. So also in Tennessee, you know, obviously we call ours uh, the, oh my goodness, what do we call ours, y'all? We just call ours the House of Reps, right? Sorry to do this to you, but all of a sudden, of course, I blank on our own. When I'm thinking about Tennessee, I've done so much research that Tennessee is forefront in my brain. But they theirs is the assembly, the general assembly. And they also call when you are on the floor, what we call the floor, they call the well. And so what happened is that they went onto the well and became the voice of the people who were in the chamber. So they had uh, bullhorns, they were repeating the chants and maybe even leading some of the chants of the folks that were in the chamber, you know, saying things like no action, no peace. And really what they were doing was trying to hold the house accountable for enacting new legislation. Uh, They did not want to see the same measures being put forward, things like, and we see this here in Texas, right? Things like increasing the presence of law enforcement on campuses. That's one thing that is proposed again and again. Also asking teachers to be armed. That's another thing, right, that we see happening again and again. And they were saying, we don't wanna see these same measures. We want common sense gun control. And it was disruptive right? And it broke the rules of decorum. And so fast forward, uh, the, the assembly was not happy, particularly the speaker of the house. And so they brought, I think that I'm, I'm trying to think of the official terminology, but they brought, I don't, I don't know if it's called charges. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was called. But they made a motion, I think that's what it is, they made a motion to expel these three representatives. And the official charge, I want to find the exact wording, the official charge, hang on y'all, hang in with me, was the resolution said the three brought disorder and dishonor to the House of Representatives through their individual and collective actions. So they broke decorum, and that was the official charge, that they brought disorder and dishonor to the House of Representatives. And so uh, they did some things before the actual expulsion measures. They actually stripped them of their committees. Uh, but then they you know, followed through on the expulsion. What happened was that Justin Jones and Justin Pearson were both expelled by a vote in the House, Gloria Johnson was not expelled by one vote. And it, of course, is really hard to ignore the optics of all of this, because if you have seen pictures of the Tennessee Three, you, of course, will note that Gloria Johnson is a white woman. Justin Jones and Justin Pearson are black men. So that made for some really um, interesting optics that are sort of hard to ignore in terms of who then was expelled and who wasn't. So 
we fast forward a little bit. That all happened last Thursday, which was March 30th. They were expelled. You fast forward to this week. And so what happened was that then Representative Jones and Representative Pearson, there, you know, was this I I don't know if I'm allowed to call it frantic. I don't know if I can say that. But there was, you know, a lot of back and forth about what could be done. And so what happened this week is that Justin Jones, who represents Nashville, the, I want to get this right, the Nashville Metro Council voted unanimously to let him retake his seat. They had the option to appoint somebody else for his seat, but they decided to unanimously let him retake his seat. So he was just expelled last week and then was reinstated this week on Monday, actually. Then today, well, by the time you hear this, this will have been yesterday. So on April 12th, Justin Pearson, who represents uh, Memphis, The county commissioners there, it's a different process apparently for him. The county commissioners there also voted to reinstate him. So he also was allowed to retake his seat. So goodness gracious, right? This was a lot that happened. And so let's talk about what this means, right? For me, this is very exciting because this feels like democracy in action, right? This is nonviolent protesting where people are using the mechanisms of our government to speak for their constituents. So let me stick to what I said I wanted to talk about next, which is democracy. I think sometimes I know that I feel this way, that I take for granted that we're all kind of speaking the same language. And I want to back up for just a second and talk about what is democracy? What do I think it means? I hope that as you're listening, you're thinking about what it means to you. But um, if we were to go and read, you know, the, the Merriam-Webster definition, it says that uh, democracy is a system of government by the whole population or all the eligible members of a state, typically through elected representatives. So that is, you know, the really formal definition for me, you know, kind of my less formal definition is that it's, it's a government of the people for the people and by the people. And so in my definition of what a democracy should be, the elected representatives should represent their constituents and their interests, right? not the interests of their biggest donors, not the interests of corporations, but that they should represent the interests of the people. And that when the people call for action, that the representatives should be accountable to those voices of the people and that they should put forth legislation. They should, you know, talk to their constituents and all of those ways they should feel accountable to the people that they serve. And I also believe, of course, that our representatives should, uh, I mean, this is a tricky one, right? But 
that they should be an accurate representation of the constituency of our whatever level we are talking about. So at the state level, right, they should accurately represent the people that they serve. So to me, that's what democracy means. And so that's where I wanted to leave that. And I hope that we all like just take a moment and really think about what democracy means to us. And that is what I believe in fighting for. And that is why we started this podcast. So if we move on to the next thing, you guys, that I had in mind to talk about, it was, does this mean anything for Texas? And what I couldn't stop thinking about as I watched this story unfold is how democracy doesn't feel like it's happening in Texas, right? And that's for some really obvious reasons. All of our major you know, uh, offices are held by one party. And I guess let me not be coy, right? The Republican Party controls all of the major mechanisms of our state. They control all of our statewide offices. They are the majority in our House of Representatives. They are the majority in our Senate, our state Senate. So in Texas, that doesn't accurately reflect our population, And there's all sorts of reasons why that is the case, right? We know about gerrymandering. We did an episode on that if you want to go back and listen. So there are a lot of ways in which the systems of Texas have been manipulated in a way that unfairly advantages one side. In the case of our state, that means Republicans. And there's a lot of movement, by the way, if you wanted to do some research on this, about how to make our maps more fair which again would benefit all people. Um, It seems like that's one-sided, but that's only because this is a pushback because right now we are so controlled only by one side. But the truth is we just need fairness. Um, So when I think about what democracy means to me and what is happening in Tennessee could mean for Texas, my hope would just be that we would see an awakened Texas electorate, an awakened Texas population, that we would look to our neighbors to the east and we would think, hey, you know, could we do something like that too? Could we make it impossible for our lawmakers to ignore what we want? There are so many things that we can point to that are popular amongst the general population, but we do not see legislation moving forward within our legislature. And that is infuriating, right? So could we, as a population, make our representatives feel more accountable to us? Could we make it so that they could not ignore our voices? And that is what I hope is our takeaway here in Texas, what I hope it could mean for us in Texas. So I have some hot takes. So let me move on to my hot takes about all of this. I kind of feel like I was starting to already drift into hot takes. So my first one is that I want to get better at distinguishing the danger of both sidesing you know, when we feel obligated to talk about both 
in air quotes, sides of an issue. And I see that happening a lot as it's like a rallying cry on the far right. And I've tried to think a lot about what is that? Why do, why do I have resistance to that? What is it that makes me resistant to always wanting to both sides everything? And I've finally kind of landed on some things. So here's my hot take is that often when we are, when that argument is made, you know, we saw this happen when we had a lot of anti-critical race theory legislation passed in Texas. And we saw the confusion that some educators had, particularly like here's the perfect example when they were talking about the Holocaust and there were educators who were instructed, it was corrected, let me make that clear, but they were instructed that we had to present both sides of all issues. And so then people were, of course, were naturally confused because then did that obligate them to present a justification for the Holocaust, right? If we're going to both sides... You talk about the horror of it, but then are you also supposed to talk about the benefits of it? That's impossible, right? You, you cannot do that about an event like the Holocaust. You cannot both sides something like that, right? That is not, that's intolerable, right? I think all of us know that that is not something that is reasonable. And so when we talk about that both sidesing, it is very deceptive. And, and often when somebody's making the argument that you have to show both sides, the other side is arguing for something that is, that is not healthy for democracy, that is not healthy for humanity in general. And is impossible. It is impossible to argue for it. So my hot take is that I want to get really clear about how and why we can't both sides all issues and that there are very real and reasonable reasons why that is so. And this came up for me as I was learning about the Tennessee Three because there were many Republican lawmakers in Tennessee who were comparing those three representatives to the January 6th insurrection and saying that they were no different. So essentially, if we are going to, you know, come down on and, um, you know, prosecute people who participated in January 6th, then they, the Tennessee Three, should have sort of that same kind of treatment. And, you know, once again, it's this dangerous argument where we're both sizing things. And the January 6th insurrection is not the same thing, right, as what the Tennessee Three did. It's so, to me, it feels very obvious. And my argument is this, right? The January 6th insurrection was about overthrowing our government and destroying democracy, right? One of the hallmarks of democracy is that we have a peaceful transfer of power. January 6th insurrectionists were completely trying to disrupt that and do the opposite, that we could not have a peaceful transfer of power. That is anti-democratic. 
with the lowercase d. That is completely different than what the Tennessee Three were doing. They were actually trying to use government to be heard. They weren't overthrowing government. They were using peaceful protesting by being loud, you know, on the in the well, on the floor of their house to be heard and to make the voices of their constituents heard. They were not trying to overthrow the government of Tennessee. They were not violent. There's, this is not the same, right? So that's my first hot take. My second hot take is that this Everything that happened in Tennessee shines a floodlight, which I love, on the importance of state governments and their power, right? And what I hope is that this makes us all curious, willing to dig a little deeper, and that it really ignites an energy in all of us to really think about the ways in which our state government can and should be accountable to us. And that I hope that the energy of Tennessee is transferred to us here in Texas and that we can show up loud for the things that we believe in in our state house. Because I really do believe, because final hot take, right, is that I really do believe that we have the same potential. We could bring that same kind of heat and energy to our democracy, right? And I'm like going to appeal a little bit to that Texas ego, which is to say that, you know, don't we love to think that we do things bigger and better? So no shade to Tennessee, but come on, Texas, right? Let's bring our voices to our capital. Let's be loud when we need to. Let's fight for the things that really matter. And let's make our lawmakers feel as if they have to be accountable to us as the citizens, because we're not going to let them do anything different. So those are my hot takes about what happened in Tennessee. Um, Thank you for listening. I hope that I was coherent. I have to admit, I'm not used to doing this by myself. So it's really strange to to be doing this on my own. Um, And I'm going to leave you with some final words from one of the Justins. I'm going to close today with some words from Justin Jones. And this is after he was readmitted to the House of Representatives in Tennessee. And I hope you enjoy it. And stick with us. Like I said, more teasing, teasing, teasing. We've got great things coming. And yeah, thanks for, thanks for listening to me, everybody. members in the balcony there's to be no disruptions from the balcony that's the protocol here I ask you to refrain please there's members on the floor asking you to refrain please refrain from disrupting the proceedings thank you Representative Jones thank you Mr. Speaker I want to welcome the people back to the people's house I want to I want to welcome democracy back to the people's house That on last Thursday, members of this body tried to crucify democracy, but today we stand as a witness of a resurrection of a movement of a multiracial democracy that no unjust decision will stand. And that this represents the point that there comes a time 
where time itself is ready for a change, that time has come back here in Nashville, Tennessee. That truth crushed to the ground will rise again, that what you intend for evil can be used for good, to restore the heart of democracy in our state. And so I come here to stand with my constituents, with the people of Tennessee, to say that no unjust attack on democracy will, will happen unchallenged. That the abuse of this body will not happen in the comfort of silence. And so I come here most importantly though, not as an individual, but I come here to say that the people of District 52, 78,000 people have a voice in this chamber once again. I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful for the days ahead for Tennessee, not because of the actions of this body, but because of the actions of the people out there and the thousands gathered outside this chamber right now who are calling for something better, who's, who, who responded to your attacks on democracy with an attack of a mass movement for social justice and racial justice and economic justice to restore the heart of our state. And so I wanna thank you all, um, not for what you did, but for awakening the people of this state particularly the young people. Thank you for reminding us that the struggle for justice is fought in one in every generation. And so the people of Tennessee, I stand with you. We will continue to be your voice here and no expulsion, no attempt to silence us will stop us, but it'll only galvanize and strengthen our movement. And we continue to show up in the people's house. Power to the people. That's out of order. That's the second time. One more time. And unfortunately, I will not be able to determine who is yelling during the proceedings. So I would have to clear the whole thing out. So for the third time, please refrain from disrupting the proceedings. Thank you, everybody, for joining me, Nicole Abshire, and my co-host, Claire Campos O'Neill, on Go Behind the Ballot. Hopefully, we've demystified some little portion of Texas politics, and we hope that you'll do more with us. Check out our website at www.gobehindtheballot.com, where you'll find links to all of our social media, and you will find our community. Let's join together and do more. We hope you'll let us know what is working, and we hope you'll join us next week. Thanks, everybody, and have a good one.